0: GG Poker is the biggest online poker site and they have more players than any other on the internet. Why play anywhere else? They have a wide range of games and unique features that you just can't find on any other site. GG Poker run huge tournaments with big prize pools and they hold the record for the biggest ever prize pool on an online poker tournament. There are games for all players at all skill levels, whether you're new to poker or season pro, including cash games and exciting tournaments like Bounty Hunters and Sunday Majors. GG Poker offer popular games like Texas Hold'em and Omaha to unique games like All In or Fold and Spin and Gold. New players that make their first deposit get £60 in free play, 18 plus, new UK players only. Minimum deposit is £10, full terms and conditions apply. Begamblerware.org and please play responsibly. forward slash the fighting cock to get started and to help the podcast thank you very much have a great day and enjoy the show
1: airpods pro with adaptive audio automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music and lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear hi there hi what
2: can i get you i'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass anything else extra wheatgrass here you go
3: AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation
1: when enabled. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part
4: of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help
1: This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the fly In. It's the fighting. In. It's the fly In.
0: I just um, when I was... You don't say... You just, just if, if, if I ask you if you're ready, you don't say anything, Cal. Oh, my bad. My bad. Just try another room. Finish the lyric. <laughs> I don't know it. I don't know Shut up, name. slut. Chew on this mushroom. This is uh, episode 52, season 11 of the Fighting Cop podcast. Tottenham Hotspur have just absolutely dished up a massive wallop to Newcastle and going into the game... I was nervous, I'm nervous going into every game at the moment, but it was wonderful, it was absolutely wonderful, one of the most complete displays I've seen, certainly in the second half, it's probably the, the the best second half display I've seen from Spurs, maybe ever? Nah. No, no, hang on, hang on, hang on, I <laughs> anyway, we, we, we're, we're joined by Spooky and we've got Cal as well, how are you doing boys?
5: Yeah, good, very good.
0: I don't know if you you, you heard in the ground, um, but our, uh, Newcastle fans were singing "You're just a shit Alan Shearer" to Harry banter. Kane. Oh. It, it's a just, do that. just a bit of banter because they know that he's fundamentally going to remembered as a better striker than Alan Shearer. That's not that's not even debatable anymore, is it, Cal? Like it's like, it, or is it? Is it like I know Alan Shearer holds the record two hundred and sixty seven goals or something like? You thought that, that would never be. When I when I used to see that record, I thought that that will ne- no one will ever get near that, and for one of our strikers to to not only get near it but probably overtake it, would be something else. But they were singing that song, and it was banter and you know tongue in cheek. But it's mad that it's tongue in cheek because you're talking about their striker who is the greatest striker that's ever been in the Premier League. It's a bit of tongue in cheek now because they know fundamentally that Harry Kane is going to overtake him, and they were singing it in a game that he can absolutely control completely. Every time he got the ball, he was magnificent. He didn't score it. I've lost yeah. the question there, Cal.
2: Just say something. <laughs> it's fine. It's yeah. I think I I was I was there yesterday. I think that was at nil nil, or maybe even at one 0 to them. Um, and yeah, they were enjoying themselves, right? You know, they've come to London. They've got out of that fucking smog hole for a for a couple of hours. Gone to a proper city for a little while, and. You know, they're enjoying themselves. They're in a brilliant stadium. It's much better than theirs. And they thought they'd ever laugh at, you know, Harry Kane's expense. And, you know, Harry Kane, you know, he, he was like Michael Jordan. He took that very personally. And second yeah. half decided to just dish up Wallops without... You know, without scoring a goal, but he didn't need to. But yeah, he's, what, 82 goals behind Alan Shearer now. He's already surpassed him in terms of England. He's going to break the Eng- England goal scoring record. He'll probably get something like 60, 70 goals for England, and no one will ever get near it. Think about how long that Bobby Charlton record stood for. He yeah. had that Bobby Charlton England goal scoring record stood for like fucking 40 years. And Wayne Rooney, that slob, fucking just about managed to squeeze over the line and get past that record where no other striker got near it. And fair play to Rooney. Kane's 28. And he's Can't call
0: p- him a slob and then say fair play in the same sentence. Of course
2: I can. <laughs> Make your mind up. Make your mind
0: yeah. up. <laughs> Look, he, he's he's not... Um,
2: I like, was in the stadium when he broke the record. For, when Rudy broke the record, I was in the stadium and I was very happy for him. Um, Wayne, but, Rooney, you know, um, Wayne, Wayne, Wayne Rooney will remain
0: one of the very best footballers that we'll, that we'll ever see. And I don't think he gets the credit that he's due, mm-hmm. given what he's done. In the game, what he's you know, record goal scorer for Man United and record goal scorer for England and then adapted to becoming a sort of hybrid sort of number ten slash number eight. But Harry Kane is doing that in his pomp. That was forced on Rooney. Harry Kane is doing it because he can, because it's a massive part of his abilities and, and he's, um his uh his he, he, skill on the ball. Like he's 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 his link up play and his passing is as good as his ability to finish. And and that's why Harry Kane is a better footballer than Rooney ever was. That's not a mad statement, I don't think.
5: No, he ain't. He's just sublime. And and you kinda you almost like feel like you need to record the soundbite and just replay it every pod because you're gonna say the same thing about him every week. You know, he he is he he he's now probably our best midfielder. Yeah. <laughs> might, I, I actually no. I actually
0: thought he was he elevated. There it, it, it was another level we saw this this weekend. Go. If he would have scored a goal on top of what he did with the ball, that would have been. We'll never see another performance like that. And, I, and I'm not. Uh, there's an element of excitement about what I'm saying, and and I'm, and and I'm I'm I always love to build up and even exaggerate the successes that Spurs have because it makes me feel good. But I just think that he um, he was imperious. He was wonderful. His vision was impeccable. It was one of the best displays from a striker who didn't score a goal that I've ever seen. It was. It's like I, I put a tweet out and saying that there is. I don't want to talk about this anymore. Harry Kane's the best footballer that the Premier League's ever seen. I don't think he's. I don't. That was. That was like partly tongue in cheek. But I don't think he's getting the respect from other people. And it's all down to him not winning a trophy. I think that's what it is. But if you look at his individual displays, it's on par with anybody else. Cantona, Sala, Henri, um, Salah, San, uh, Suarez. Any striker that you can name, Shearer, in the history of the Premier League, Harry Kane lives with without a moment's pause.
5: I remember years yeah. ago... Uh, Back in 1990, um, Paul Stewart dropped into midfield and just absolutely run the show against Luton Town. And we won. He scored twice. We we won (laughs) 2-1. Kane has now surpassed that moment for me in Tottenham folklore.
1: Um,
0: Well, this this is the thing, Spook, or uh, Cal, is that his value last season, just based on the kind of player he is, he's gone up in value, in my opinion. Uh, uh, given what he's done under Conte he's a better player somehow this season given all the shit that happened in the summer he's a better player this season under Conte in his system than he was last year so the price of the brick is it might have gone up a little bit if not it's definitely the same <laughs> we're, still, we're still talking £150 million if Manchester United are going to come in for him if, if City are going to get Haaland and, and Manchester United want to be the club that want to prize Carry Kane away from Tottenham regardless of what Harry Kane wants, he still has two years left on his contract. He's got a coach he loves, clearly. Things are going well. There is absolutely no reason why we sell Harry Kane to anybody this this summer. Regardless of the media narrative and all the bullshit you're reading about Harry Kane, uh, Manchester United see Harry Kane as their top target. It doesn't matter what you see. You know, I can see the Eiffel Tower if I visit Paris, but if I don't get to Paris, I can still see it. Doesn't mean I'm going up there. Does that that doesn't work at all. What was the fuck? Did that mean? What that that mean? That, that was a rubbish rubbish analogy. <laughs> <laughs> that was a rubbish analogy. I don't know where my brain went there. Doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, go on. Speak. It doesn't. It, Cal,
2: it, it, does it is fine. It doesn't. It doesn't matter really. We love you for all of the tangents, everything and all. Um, it's what makes you you. But. Um, chances are we're going to finish above Manchester United this season why would you want to go to that skid mark of a football club right now honestly in the 90s they were this brilliant brilliant all-dominating side Alex Ferguson left and now they just on Sky they wheel out all the people that used to play under Alex Ferguson and talk about how great Manchester United are they are shit now why would he want to go there it makes no sense City I think that's gone and that's about it. There's nowhere else really for him to go. I can see him, you know, especially if we get top four, he'll sign a new contract. I think that's nailed on. Um, he's loving it under Conte. He loves playing for big dick managers. He's not going to go and play for fucking Ten Hag, who bottled the Champions League semi-final against us. No chance. He's not going to go and play for that slob Pochettino if he ends up going to Man United. But it's not you... going to happen, everyone says it's stop. funny. it makes me happy you yeah, well, well, say what
0: why are you so definitive in your insults of people that you don't know <laughs> It's funny,
2: it makes me laugh. I, mean, I just in my little head of going, yeah, go on call somebody else a slob. And I haven't seen John Bass for months, right? Not seen him for ages because he never comes to football anymore. And i am not been able to call anybody a slob for ages. So now it's Wayne Rooney, it's Pochettino, it's anyone that i has got a slight, slight belly is a slob to me. Um but why would but my point stands Harry Kane's been and playing amazing football, he's playing for one of the best coaches in the league. Yeah, I, I his, think we'll get at least one more season out of him.
0: His his existence at Tottenham is seems to be sort of handcuffed to Conte's. Would you would you agree with that, Spook?
5: Yeah, definitely. Um and it's it's this thing that ties back into ambition, you know. Conte bangs on about it. We know as a fan base, uh we're we're kind of begging Tottenham not to to start a, you know, say read the right lines off the auto cue and that that's again his. an uh, Fucked up analogy too. But just in the summer, we need to back the manager. And it's such a cheesy, corny stereotype back the manager. What does that actually mean? Well, in this instance, we've proven we've brought in three players, you know, uh, under Fabio's uh, kind of uh, grafting who have bedded in really, really well and have improved us. And we've seen in the last few weeks how time kind of is a healing process with Spurs as well. We're starting to play the football that Conte preps and conditions them for on the training pitch. And it's Spurs don't look like a team that are worried about fluffing their lines now. They look expressive, expansive, confident. They know where to be on the pitch at the right time. You know, uh, Kane drops deep. He's going to play that, that ball forward. He's got runners. And it's just those basic things um, all falling into place. And and if Kane, Kane can see that, because he's in, in the middle of it, he's seeing, he's living it being the star of, of, of most first performances, he can see what Conte's influence is. Um, and why would you not take that risk? I mean, football's a risk no matter what you do, even if you take that £150 million move. You know, you, you, you're, you're even if you go to a team where you're thinking, I don't have to do much here because everyone's going to lay the ball on for me. That in itself can be detrimental, even though it sounds ridiculous saying it out loud. You know, it's like not so much a fish out of, the, out of the pond or whatever the saying is, but he's got it. He's, he's At Spurs, he, he has a comfort there. However, the discomfort of not knowing what's going to happen has been assisted by Conte's influence. Um, yeah. And he's 28. He's, he's dropping deeper. He's probably saving those brittle bones a little bit with the type of football he's playing. He's been supremely influential. He's doing nothing. Nothing to hurt his legacy or his image in the moment. He was the best player in the league last season, statistically, and with your fucking eyes when you're watching him, right? And he didn't win player of the year. And this season, he's gone up a level, right? Having gone through that Disneyland palaver at the start of the season. And he's probably looking at Spurs now, and he's looking at Conte, and he's probably thinking, if Spurs do the business in the summer, whatever that is, and they've got a squad that can it can compete in terms of the bread and butter of the league, which is what Conte's obsessed with, then why not take that risk?
0: I think I think you if, know, if he's, why not if, just
5: fucking do it?
0: If he, if he's if he's looking to move this summer, he's not going to be waiting for what Spurs do in the transfer window. Because he'll have to have made those maneuvers beforehand. But what I was about to say is perhaps he's not making them because he sees what Conte's doing and he believes in it. And there's all you can't tell what you believe in well, you can't tell what's true when you read in the press. But there was reports a month ago that he was saying he's, you know, this hurricanes abandoned all ideas about leaving Tottenham because he's mm. been so in- impressed by Conte.
5: So there's another thing to think about though as well. Like if if you take that United move, what guarantees are there that United will hit the ground running? None. With another new coach next.
0: There's season? no more guarantees at United than there are no. here.
5: No, there's no exactly. Factor. There's another factor
2: Money. we have to think about. No. What? The World oh. Cup. What about it? He said. He said in a press conference last week with England, "I want to go into the World Cup in the best form possible. Go into a new club, especially a club like Manchester yeah. United, which is shambles. That, like you've just you guys have just pointed out, have we'll, we'll have a new coach next season. That he'll be trying to bed into a new club, new team, new system, and then go into a World Cup three months later. It, yeah. it just a doesn't correlate with b." if he wants to go into that world cup in the best form possible, he stays at Tottenham under Conte playing with son and Kulisevsky, who he seems to have a brilliant relationship with already, like on, on the pitch. Um, I don't know if it's romantic, but they play really good football together. Um, so I think it's, I think, yeah, I think it's the best thing for him in terms of the world cup and, you know, trying to win the world cup, which England have a really good chance of winning the world cup. Amazing to say, um, the best thing could to do to stay at Spurs. I
0: I, okay. I agree. I agree, and especially where uh, the the no the 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 media st- storyline around Tottenham after Newcastle, and no doubt completely influenced by our form over the last month, beating teams handedly. Like I don't know if you, when the last time we were just slapping teams about. To, we, we've scored more goals since the turn of the year than any other team in the Premier League which blew my mind the other day and it makes yeah. sense because obviously we beat 5-0 uh, we five, yeah, five we've had some big results we beat yeah. you know Newcastle Leeds, 5-1 Leeds away Leeds yeah exactly so so there were there were big results but they, they the, stat,
5: have... the stats don't lie right I mean, it's not just that it's the 14 points from losing positions it's the the 39 points won since Conte was appointed I know Oh, this is relative and it doesn't really mean... It doesn't mean much, I guess. Uh, it gives, it gives in... us a
0: barometer for if we're moving Exactly.
5: Forward. Yeah, exactly. It means that there are, in amongst the erratic, inconsistent performances, there, 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 there is progression, you know, and, and it kind of proves, again, what Conte needs. He needs, you know, the right players in the right positions playing the right type of football, and we kind of need a few more of them. But, yeah, there's nothing... Negative if you're Harry Kane and you're looking at it, you're not thinking, okay, Mourinho, I'm learning a lot from him, but the, as a collective, we're not going in the right direction. And probably I'm better off not being here next season, which is what had played out last summer. Yeah, this definitely, is definitely different. This is yeah, definitely
0: yeah, 100%, 100%. different. 100%. And, and, and if, if Kane was to leave, I believe that if Conte wasn't saying, like if Conte didn't react to Kane leaving, that you know, this is a sign that I can't be here anymore because I'm not going to have the tools at my disposal to do what I want. If he didn't think like that, and we brought in Lukaku from Chelsea or someone like that who's going to take uh, take Harry Kane's place if he did leave, I, I I'd be I wouldn't be any less confident that we could do something decent next season because we have Conte, and that that has played out in the last month, like our, our displays, and including. Losing to Manchester United, which is a game that we controlled. When like Spurs don't go to Old Trafford and control the game, but Spurs don't go to Old Trafford and get beat by the brilliance of one of the best footballers that have ever lived. That they, you know, we don't go there and get beaten by that guy. We go there and get beaten by Manchester United because they have a different ethos, a different mentality, a different. They live on a different planet to Tottenham in a footballing sense than you know previously. But we went there and we dictated that that was our game to lose and we lost it. But but other than that, the the, the results in the last, like I say, month or two are, are showing what Conte has done and what he's brought and what we could potentially achieve. He's doing his bit. The players currently are doing their bit. It's now on Daniel Levy to do his and Paratici to do his bit in the summer, their bit in the summer. Um, and And I think this would be a good point to talk about the performances of some of the players on Sunday, because there wasn't a bad performance amongst them. I don't, and I don't know where to start. I think, I think the best <laughs> place, I, I think the best place to start would be Matt Doherty, um, who tweeted after the game that he's not a meme, he's not a joke anymore, he's a legitimate first team footballer who influences games at Tottenham Hotspur, and he was. There was a question posed to him um, whether or not he would want to seek a move in the summer. And he said, why would I want to be anywhere else other than Tottenham? That's what he said. So this is a player who's been asked to perform when everyone was calling him shit. All of us on this podcast. Didn't want to ever see him play ever again for Tottenham. He's no good to being asked to play in a right wing back role. Which he 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 had no... He He performed very well in certain games. And he performed adequately, which is... You know what you can ask. If 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 a player's performing very well and adequately, adequately through his games and not having bad games, then that's about what you can ask for in the, in a Premier League side. Then for against Newcastle, where we didn't have any option on the left wing back role for him to go over there and play brilliantly again and score and assist. I think you got an assist as well. Yeah, he did. Um, hey, hey, what what can you say about him? Spook, what, what what can you say about him?
5: I, I I never want to see a Spurs player um, turn into a scapegoat and then for me to, you know, I'm not saying that there aren't Tottenham players, you know, in our lifetime that we haven't disliked because they've just not offered a lot and they've not been very good and we playfully take the piss out of them. You know, you can't really hate the person. I mean, I guess you can if you cow, but generally speaking, <laughs> the human beings, the footballers, sometimes they're in the team because there's just nothing else on offer and uh, Doherty and Emerson, to be fair, are two players that kind of fit into that, um, uh, fit into that stereotype in that they didn't look the part. But you know, the the reality was with Matt was that he wasn't being played, you know, in the right position, you know, on the right side. And and even if he plays on the other side now, he's, he's not right back, off. is he? Yeah. So, but it's it's coaching and it's, it's, Sometimes players don't fit in because it's just not the right circumstances. And, and, you know, they go on and they do better things elsewhere. Maybe a a different type of level and pressure. But the way he's come back into the team from being basically a meme, you know, being this player that, what the fuck have we got this player in the team for? You know, he's useless, he's rubbish. Wolves fans laughed.
0: They laughed when we signed him.
5: Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. Even they laughed. But the the, the reality is... He's he and if you're going to play Premier League football, you're going to be a good player. Even again, even though we will take the piss out of certain footballers, you know, you, you your Premier League quality, you have to offer something. It spurs, it's taken a world class manager to come in and sort, sort the 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 inability for us to to play these players in the right positions. You know, we overcomplicated things under Nuno and and just the way we've handled certain players, has not been right, not just for them individually, but again, collectively. It's not helped anybody, and it just means that we get to pick from more than one scapegoat. So his renaissance, or whatever you want to call it, or, he, or him simply playing at a level that is arguably what he should be doing week in, week out, is great to see, and I, and I hope that continues. Does that mean yeah. we can't go out by wing-backs and, and improve on them? Of course, we can improve on every position, more or less, Maybe apart from three, but we, we we should always look to improve anyway. But it's it's fucking well, a, it's we've, joyful. We've it's needed
0: joyful. We've, we've needed we've needed Matt Doherty to step up and be the player that he has been in the last month or so. We needed it because if we hadn't, if he if he was unable to do that, we'd have been in trouble. Yeah, Conte would have been disillusioned, and and the whole transfer strategy for for Jan- January would have been undermined. And on that, agreed. Cal, um, yeah. have you ever? Do you ever remember yeah. a, a two players or, or even a player mm. who joined our football club who has just slipped in like they've been playing there for years? Like like Bentenko and Kulisevsky. No. They it's been so easy for them. Mm. It's unreal, and, it's, and they've played really well in very difficult games. Man City away, mm. West Ham at home. Both of them were fucking fantastic. Even Leeds away is a difficult place for, for, for a lot of teams to go. Like, no. Can you remember? Maybe Modric, no, but even
2: Modric had a bed and in period. Yeah, he did. You think about the Magnificent Seven, Eriksen and Lamella and Chadley. Lamella took a while to get going. Eriksen was okay pretty much straight away, but we didn't see how good he really was. It took him half a season or so to see how good he really was. But no, and, and I, it's... It's been a long time since Klingsman. Klingsman was the last one. Yeah,
0: that, that, that was was maybe that... Sheringham,
2: and... Robbie Keane, Robbie, Robbie Keane. Keane. Yeah, all right,
0: there were there were a couple that we've had. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, but but those were in the nineties and two thousands. It's been fantastic yeah. how they've just slipped in though. They've just been Ben Tankor was fucking imperious yesterday.
2: Yeah, and I think coming from a from a you know as I said before in one of the pods, you know if we're gonna have a feeder club, I'm, I'm quite happy for it to be Juventus because they don't <laughs> they don't buy muck. Are they they don't sign muck you know no. they, this is this is a giant of world football juventus and if we're gonna have their leftovers then i'm absolutely fine to have them especially if they're young like these two guys are uh, and Kulusevski's come in he's so suited to the league because he's so strong he's not the quickest he doesn't he's lose just, the ball he no just does, he's he really will, strong on the and ball. He, he's only got one foot but he, he just does not lose the ball and he's adapted to England really quick. I've said already. Him and Kane have developed a really good partnership. He's also got a really good partnership with Sun as well. Um, yeah, Benton calls come in, and that was one of the one of the areas that we really really needed someone with central midfield. Because I think we'd all just about had enough of seeing Harry Winks trot out there. And actually, to be fair, Harry Winks, since since Conte's come in, he's actually got a little bit of a tune out of Winks when he's when he's had to come in. But thankfully, that he's not had to come in too much. We'd have to rely on him, do we? No, and in the summer, I think he should be looking to move on, really, so he can play regular football. Um, but to have someone come into a position where we really needed somebody, at a time where Skip was injured as well, and he's come in and he's just looked like he's been playing in the league for five years. He's so calm on the ball. He's not the best starter in games. The Man City game stands out. For the first hour, he was absolutely woeful. But the thing the thing about Bentacle, which I really like, is that he always wants the football. No matter how tight the position is, it's not always the smartest. It's not always the smartest pass to receive, but he wants the pass anyway. Mm. Um, and that's what's so good about him. Him and Kulisevsky have just... They've really turned our season around. We really needed, we really needed an injection in the transfer market and Conte needed that um, because our transfer dealings over the last five, six years, even, you know, even under Pochettino. And that, that was the credit why why Pochettino got such credit because we would sign players, but it wouldn't improve the team, but he would coach the players we already had and get the best out of them. And, it's about time we started doing bits in the transfer market, and if we can, you know, if like you say, you know, the manager gets backed, and you know, you throw a hundred million plus whatever the sales are at it, we can actually do something next season. You know, top four or not, we could actually really, really do something next season. Um, wing backs will obviously be one. Doherty, as soon as we as soon as the second half started, Doherty, it's lunch meat a game like that. As soon as you give as soon as you invite space, and for some reason, it was a really, really strange game yesterday. Cause Newcastle, they sat really deep first half, and we were really struggling and we didn't create anything. And then they got the goal. And then we quickly got the equalizer. And Newcastle was like it's like they it's like they all went in at half time and got pissed because they came out <laughs> second half and they were so open. Nice. They were so open and Doherty that is lunch meat, a game like that. As soon as it starts to open up, he loves it. I think, so, I think it I think it'd it always won't. open up, though, mate. It, it, would, mm. it always was going to happen because
0: mm. Newcastle were really regimented in the first half. They were dogged and mm. they. while we had loads of possession, it was difficult to break them down because they were all fit. They were all ready to go. They were all um, knew what they had to do. But as the game goes on, tactics become less important. And it becomes about a player's stamina or their mental aptitude or can they can, main, can continue to maintain a tactic that has been drilled into them over and over again when you're playing against players like Humminson, Harry Kane, Bentancourt, Kulosevsky, Romero, who we, we're going to talk about in a second. It's difficult for a team like Newcastle, and I'm sure their trajectory is going to go upwards and, and it's frustrating that is the case. But it's, it's, it's hard for someone like, is it Dan Byrne? Yeah. That giant at the back, freak, freak, circus back. freak, circus freak at the back. In in Cow's words, yeah. um, he he, you know, it's difficult for players of limited ability to deal with a team that they're just handing over possession uh, to constantly. So, yes, yeah, um, it we were always going to get at them. It was just about a matter of time. And I was like sitting with my dad watching the game, and he was he was saying like he even when Newcastle went one 0 up. And he was like frustrated, but he was like, "I've seen this game a million times. I've seen it, and he's been watching. His first first season was in 1961, so he's watched a lot of Spurs over the years." He said, "I've seen this game a million times. Spurs will win this. Not he didn't say five one, but he said we will win this because they they can't maintain this level of concentration. Certainly not Newcastle at this stage. Different when you're playing Chelsea, Manchester United, City, whatever it might be. But for for Newcastle and the limitations." It, it, it was um it was almost in my dad's words an inevitability he didn't say those words cause i'm not sure he can say inevit- inevitability <laughs> but but uh <laughs> um i jumped on your point there uh, i cow that's why i've
2: got i've got a question actually Go on. I've, it's just popped in my head uh because obviously we're talking about wingbacks today and you know, I think a lot of us feel sorry for Emerson Royale because he's, he, he really should be playing in a four as a fullback and he's been asked to play wing back and it's not really his, his you know position. But let's think about the other side because yesterday Doherty had to play on the left because both Reggion and Cessignon were injured and it's been a particular frustration of mine how injury prone they both are. So in the summer, which one of them would you sell or would you sell both?
0: Uh, uh, Reggion or
2: Sessignon? No, Reggion or Cessignon.
0: If I had to sell one,
2: well, we have to sell one of them because I'm angry with them. So let's just let's. Made of this Come
5: on, let's this It's, it's, of... it's tricky in it because I, I feel like Reg might end up going back to Madrid anyway, just because. Oh God! I think he likes the life out there more, I and mean, hmm. he's got a. You've got a girlfriend who's a model, and they seem to just travel in private jets from from Madrid to, to London and back again. Hmm. Um, the thing with Sess, though, I, I, I can't. I, I would put my money on Reg being a more productive player for Tottenham. And I've seen more of him to enjoy him more and to, to think that if he's coached a little bit better defensively, then, you know, he can be a player for us. Sess, it's going to take a lot for me to change my mind uh, around it's his fragility. Just, yeah. yeah. I just, that's the i got. I just feel that he's more likely to break down, and it's a shame because I think technically um, he's probably a player that can can do could have done a lot for us just based on that season in the championship. Excuse me for Fulham, you know the potential that he had. You know you, you kind of look at the type of play that he could become. His pace and his, and we've not seen enough of it. And you know in, in football you need to see these players. Play games. And he's, six, he's six games I before his injury.
0: Be... He played. He played very well. He's, he was starting to really get yeah, into his yeah, pump, then yeah. he got injured and, again. And, and I think it's about insurance, isn't it? Uh, it it's yeah. like what, what, what if you've got to choose one or the other? Yeah. It's regularly on hands down. It has to be because what like we can't rely on Cessna to play more than fifteen games in a season. And if it, that is the case, then it has to be Reguon. And if we're going to sell, and he's not, he's not so no one's going to buy Cessnyon. Doesn't matter how good he is, how, how good he's potential is. He's yeah. not. We, we, if we want to upgrade on that left wing wing back role, then it's about keeping all three of them because no one's buying Cessnyon. Why would they? It would be a loan loan move, and then what, what does that do for him? Maybe a good yeah, Premier I mean, League exactly. if he can play forty games in a in a Premier League side next year and prove his fitness and he's no isu- and there's no issue. Then he comes back next year and then you sell rugby on or if the new sign, yeah. you let him move it's, on, yeah. That that's the, probably what will happen.
5: But the problem is the fact that we're kind of theorising based on you know A, B, and C and you know he's got to play this amount of games, and not get injured. I mean it's you have faith in players that that you know aren't made of glass, you know. Mm. And I know we I know the likes of Son and, and Kane have, have had injuries. You know, reoccurring injuries as well. It's not like it doesn't happen to top class players. But the thing is, they're top class players before where assess is trying to get there or trying to prove that he can be one. Must um, be so and, frustrated. Yeah. I mean, but it, it, it is for us as supporters as well because you can see you can see that he does have talent. But then I guess, again, you know, go back to the whole Premier League thing. There's a lot of players that have talent. It's all the other traits that, that kind of fall in and fitness. It's probably one of the most important things, you know. If you cannot play consistently, um, you're never going to be able to play enough games to, to become, you know, the, you know, a first team starter. Um, he's nowhere near that, and it's 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 a shame. But it's football, you know. Uh, let
0: let's move move on to Romero um, only uh, because
5: oh. the
0: the feeling I had going to this game was Saint Maximin was back, and we know how good a player he can be, and we knew that he would. Be a threat to us, in, in you know, in this game. And in the first sort of fifteen minutes, he was he looked pretty dangerous. Mm-hmm. But every proper opportunity he had, Romero took care of him with, his, with, with how aggressive he was in the tackle, how he read him, how a player that, that was running at him at such pace and trickery and moving the ball in his feet at a hundred miles an hour that he could read all that and go, no, this is what needs to be done. It without even thinking, this is what needs to be done to to stop this threat. He was impeccable and essential in that first sort of half, but certainly the first half of the half in stopping their main threat. He's played 16 games for Spurs this season and he's gone through a season that he didn't have to have at Atalanta last year where he's been arrested on the pitch. (laughs) He's... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he's 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 he, during this international break he was called up by the argentina squad well, knowing full well that he couldn't play i don't know how much of that was his doing because he obviously wanted to go home i'm yeah. pretty sure there might have been a limit of that but he's gone away he's traveled off the globe he's come back and put in who was the man of the match it was harry kane was given the man of the match wasn't he but romero should have been at least in contention he was unreal he's played 16 games how good do you think he is? How excited are you, Cal?
2: Yeah, it was interesting. he's how excited am I? He's a brilliant he's brilliant and I'm really excited about him. And if we can get someone, you know, 80% as good as him on the other side, on the other side of Dyer, then we're really gonna go places next season. But he's such a good player. He reads the ball so well. He'll he carries the ball well. You know, he, he carries it well. There was this point in the first half where he kind of like we did a really slow walk into the box of the ball, and no one would go near him because they thought, "Oh, because he can find a pass as well." Yeah, he's he's really really good, and this, he's so young as well. And so the ceiling with him is so high; he could end up being, you know, better than Vertonghen and Aldevarald, and they are kind of the standard bearer in, in the Premier League years for Spurs and Liddell, of course.
0: He's that level, but he, he's also he has something that those players didn't have. And maybe the game's changed, but his his aggressiveness is like no, mm. n- no other defender we've ever had. Or certainly one... I'm thinking of Kevin Scott for some reason. I don't know if you boys remember Kevin Scott.
5: Oh, my God. Why did you go there?
0: Well, because he was so aggressive, but would give away so many penalties and so many fouls yeah. because his mindset was correct. It was similar to Romero's, but he was rubbish. So,
4: <laughs> just,
0: <laughs> Whereas Romero, you think, all right, he's a walking red card. Right, or he's certainly a walking yellow card. I think got he got booked yesterday. Mm -hmm. But in his madness is his genius, and you can never replace. In the same way that Allis was, like in his yeah. uh, Go on, speak.
5: No, that that that's exactly where where I was going to go with it. It's just there's some players that you just feel connected to in in a way that's indescribable, and it's more. I mean, obviously, if if a player's quality then you're going to rate him and you're going to love him and whatever else but with Romero Ram- he just has that aura about him you know it is the, the fact that there's calculated thuggery do you know what I mean like he knows you know like that that tackle on uh Richarlison uh, yeah. against Everton. it's like oh he mistimed it no he fucking did and he knew what he was doing he was timed perfectly he took him out he wanted to kill him you took it well. You didn't want to kill him. He wanted to yeah. almost we'll hurt him. him. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's that. And I know people are going to go, well, he's going to cost us yellow cards and red cards. He saved, us, he
0: saved us three points that game because it, that, that block that we haven't talked about, the block where Willock sort of danced through. And yeah. about, I thought that was a goal. And out of yeah. nowhere, he just read the game. And he's like, this is what I need to do at this moment to stop this goal happening.
5: He has the perfect fusion of that kind of chaos. And and that sublime touch and reading of the game and the fact that he he can carry the ball out, do you know what I mean? And the fact that he doesn't look phased at any point. You look at him and you know you know that he's he's a top top player. And you do having fun, isn't he? Yeah, but he's he's having fun. He's fitted in. He's not phased by anything. He can back it up in more ways than one. And you, you do look at him and think, how how did we sign this guy? You know, we bang on about Spurs. We don't spend any money. We, you know, we don't fucking hell, man. We do spend money, well, and we just, somehow still.
0: Let me jump on that play, because though. because um, you know Peratge coming for some stick during January. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. If you look at his signings, even if Romero uh, of uh, it, sorry, um, Emerson Morale was one of yeah. them, mm. and you know Emerson Rao, is there's time for him. I'm not sure he'll ever be the player we need him to be, but he's an outlier here. You've got Romero, Bentancourt, and Kulisevsky. The Romero one was, was kind of talked about for a while, and it felt like this was going always going to happen. Same way with and I don't know if you guys remember, but Vatongan and Loris was bought. It was talked about for a long while, at least seven or eight weeks before they signed. Yeah. And Romero seemed to go on and on in the summer, and and eventually he came in. So he made that deal. But he, that... that that combination, I'd imagine, between Peracchi and Conte to bring in Kuleszewski and Bentancourt as well. These are three players that have significantly improved our side. Yeah. That weren't there last year. Exactly. So and if, yeah, and if it's we good.
2: another window like that, if we can get another two or three in the summer, and keep Kane yeah. next season could be really big. I just saw on I'm just clicking I was just clicking around on on Google while you guys were chatting, and <laughs> Romero's got eight bookings from 17 games this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's just in the Premier League. I love that because think about this, and I've said this before on a pod, I think about a team like Chelsea and you go through their team sheet and you'll go 1-11 to and you go, I hate him, he's a cunt. I hate him, he's a cunt. That's how I want people to feel about Christian Romero because he's a nasty bastard. And I like that, that he's a bit of a cunt because I think we need players like that. We've got a, we've we all love our players. We love guys like Sunny. Sonny's this wonderful human being, the most smiley player ever. But I like we've got a nasty bastard in there that keeps a knife in his sock, ready to go anytime. Like I just <laughs> I just think I just I like him for that. And yeah, I think you know another another link to Juve. You know, there was, there was a, out for us.
0: There was a couple of things where moments where he was just there was, like I said, like when I was watching my Dad, that we were cracking up because he was at one point just floating around the left left wing. Like, I, I don't know who took over his position. Because when we lost the ball, he quickly ran back. But he was floating there. There was moments where he was arriving in the box. He was carrying the ball forward. And um, that's... That, that. I mean, as good as Romero is, all of that's down to what Conte wants from all of his players. And we haven't talked about it. And I, 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 we'll do it a little bit because we've got to go into the questions because we've, we've had a few sent in. But the fullbacks working in a system where both have assisted each other. Oh, no, was it? it was a it was who no 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 sorry sorry. There was a ball in from who 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 delivered the ball for Doherty? Is it ben hey. Tank or hey. Kane, Kane 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 Yeah yeah so Kane but the, the, there was a full-back to fall back assist. One that we'd seen at Leeds as well that happened right. with Cessny on to Doherty. Yeah uh, the, uh, um, uh anyway so the, the Romeros um Fucking hell! Sorry, yeah, the uh, uh, Royale is, is, is scored as well. But you have got defenders. The, the goals are being spread amongst the squad, which is a mm. rare thing at Spurs. But you've got full-backs that are becoming intrinsic to everything that good, uh, uh, any good attacking movement. And then you've also got players like um, Kuleszewski and and um, and sort of chipping in with their attacking effort. It's just, it's just a holistic approach to playing football which is not about relying on Kane and and Son it's about well, knowing that yeah that, this is able...
5: this is to do with the the patterns of play thing. this is to do with the the you know people banging on about oh we need a creative midfielder we need this we need this and it's like well hold on a minute if you actually try and understand Conte's tactics and I'm not going to pretend that I do completely but what I do understand is that he there are expectations and responsibilities um, these players have to be in certain positions at certain transitions on the pitch. And that allows players to create space and run into space and find other players to find that ball. So when Benton Cole can have the ball in midfield, they know if they play it to the left or down the middle, there's going to be a runner because that's what people have been coached to do in that instance. And, and it's, I guess it's not just about the tactics. You need the players to have a certain level of intelligence do you know what I mean? And, and, and focus and concentration. And the thing that we've seen over the last few weeks, over, over several games, I mean, with the games that we've lost have been because of... If it's been punctured by pockets of idiocy from, from individuals, right? Okay, those, those are things that get ironed out. But the way Spurs are playing now, they're fast moving. They're moving the ball quickly, but it's, the, it's in the head as well as, you know, the extra yard in the head as well as the extra yard on the pitch. And these players rise, kind of raise the level of expectation the teammates have. Like all the other players that might have been playing at a very mediocre or average level have had to kind of rise up and play to that same kind of level. And it kind of all blends in. It's many different things. And the way you consolidate that is by buying better players and more players. And, And then, you know, obviously you look at elite teams and elite players. They can do all this consistently which is why they then win league titles whereas with Spurs obviously you're going to have hiccups because the quality isn't quite elite across the entire team so there's football shouldn't be this complex it's quite a simple game really and you know you've got good players play good football you're going to win games you know that's the the basic level but it's obviously a lot more difficult to fine-tune them but there's enough in there man with with these players and uh, the, with what they're producing, you know, uh, to know that if we do the right thing come the summer and we, we push this momentum forward, yeah, we, why why not dream, man? This is what I want for my team. I want to say with confidence that, yeah, we, we might do something. And, so, and not feel like I'm you know, thinking, are you just saying that, Spooky, because that's what all football supporters are meant to do, be happy, happy, and positive. No, I'm saying it, lad, because... I actually believe we can fucking do something. So it's that kind of... Those are the internal, uh, internal dialogues I have with myself. Lad. <laughs> yes. where, did that, where did that come from? Easer. this is why I stand in front of the mirror and just call myself all these kind of positive terms, <laughs> um, you know? Because no one else does in, 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 anywhere else, so...
0: I got a couple of DMs that, are, that were unsavoury this week. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, I always do. Just because of the various things that I'm involved in <laughs> I should, get. Should, right. shouldn't
5: laugh really because it's not fucking nice but it's not nice um
0: no fuck them they're cretins they they spend their lives they're, they're, the the one the geezer I think um who sent me a message I think he's in his 30s like well, what doing, mate? is your life that fucking shit Weird, is not it? it's so yeah. weird anyway doesn't matter um Tottenham uh, are due to face Arsenal on the uh, on May 12th which is uh three games towards the end of the season that that's correct in it. Kel? If they turn yeah. up if they turn up <laughs> They might sure. not
2: turn up it's a good point spook you know. They might if they, they might got a couple of injuries
0: up. and they they may not turn up but um yeah they uh it's um it's becoming very very interesting where Spurs in Conte's words you know the idea of Tottenham Hotspur finishing in the Champions League places would have been a mountain to climb but we find ourselves in a situation where we are definitely in the conversation, not just when you look at the, the, the at the um, at the table and think, you know, it's um, the, the table looks okay for Spurs because you know we are only three points behind Arsenal, but they've got a game in hand. I think that's correct. But the way we're playing, the momentum is with Tottenham, I think the momentum is momentum is with other teams as well. But we feel good right now. What we're watching, we feel really good. So, given the fact that this game against Arsenal at White Hart Lane will probably be definitive, how are you feeling currently, Cal, about it? Or what do you, like bravado aside, how, how do you gen genuinely feel about the the possibility of Tottenham finishing above Arsenal despite being below them for a long, long time?
2: Yeah. So as we speak, we don't want to date it too much. They're they're playing Palace in an hour, and it's we're level on points, but they've got two games in hand. Um, so. Going into you know, I've really been looking forward to this game, particularly since Conte's come in. Particularly because how how they beat us at the Emirates and I want revenge and I want to get them back. And before the what was it, the West Ham game, I remember being in being in the bar with T and Bardy and them and saying, Look, my season now is just beating those cunts at home. That was all I cared about. I didn't care about top four Europe, anything. I didn't think we'd finish above them, I didn't think we had a chance. Um, I just want to beat them at home. And I think in terms of the fixture itself, obviously it's a month away, so it's hard to say how confident it would be. But at home against Arsenal, I'd always fancy us. Because you
0: think we're going to finish above them though?
2: I do. I do. I think,
0: I've, I've think well. we
2: might win every game. I actually really fancy us to beat Liverpool at Anfield. I don't Liverpool... think we'll
0: go out there and be ashamed. I, I, I feel like we'll... we'll... We might get lucky up there. We need luck, right? They're, they're really good. We the might thing, need luck.
2: They're but... a really good team, but they're playing... For, they've got so much to focus on. They've so many games, haven't they? They've got a title race. They're in the FA Cup semi-final against City. And they're get in me the excited. Champions you get, me
0: moist, you get me moist there. you get me moist. I know. I was
2: saying all this yesterday. They've got to focus on all of that. We're playing once a week. We're on the training ground every day. And we're we're, and we're, we're, go- and we're good, we're good. And we're good, everybody's fit, Kane's playing, form of his life. Son, Son's not even playing that great, but he still puts numbers on the board and that's why he's an elite footballer. Um, I've actually really fancied to win pretty much every game now. And I do well, we fancy have- to finish above Arsenal because Arsenal got some tough games. Chelsea, Man United, they've got a few <laughs> pretty tough games. I do fancy us and I think if it comes to the Arsenal game, and if one win, if it's one, you know, if we win and that puts us above them, I would definitely fancy us. Oh, it's going to be so good that game. I can't wait. I, I can see a world where,
0: and and we're uh, we're all just fantasizing here. Yeah, that we go into that game against you know, uh, Arsenal mm. with us being three points ahead, mm. and them having to do something. And even if they do beat us, and I'm not sure they, they they're gonna. No team can compete with. No team has an easy ride at White Island, ever. No, uh, no, and certainly under Conte, where we're on this sort of upward trajectory, it feels so good at the moment. So they're gonna have to come and actually really pull out a fucking world class display, and they are capable of it. They're good. This is one of the the most
5: we've consistent, got,
0: cons- yeah, consistent Arsenal sides we've seen yeah. for a long while. So we have but to respect.
5: They bottle big games.
0: Yeah, so if they if they can if they can somehow that they lose to Chelsea, and they get a draw against United, and they have to come to White Lane to win, and they're open with fucking Bentancourt, Klosevski, Kane, Son, if they're coming to win against Spurs, are, are we not going to be able to, con- to create chances? Of course we will. And we've our quality up, up front. Podium, mate. We really will. Wow. Okay, so it's 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 exciting. We've got to get to the questions. We've got to get the, the, to the questions because people complain that we never ask them. We ask for the questions and then never uh, respond to any of them. Um, we've got say, uh, a question here say, from Gabrielle. She says, can uh, Bergwein work as our second choice striker, eventual Kane replacement? No. No. Uh...
5: I don't know I mean, what, the, eventual was, Kane replacement I don't know about that but he's um, isn't there some mad stat about him where he's actually based on chances that he's had mm. chances like uh, this isn't uh, I guess this is like he's an XG, XG. Actually, I think yeah. it might be you know now that I'm saying it out loud, <laughs> yeah. it feels like it's XG it's it's but that, it's, that, that goal he
0: scored against Manchester City on his debut which was like a, a minus XG it was
5: like no chance yeah. and he scores it <laughs> but I think he's actually pretty decent in front of goal. I know he's missed one or two one or two opportunities. It was that, that one up at Anfield under Mourinho, which is people. But he hit the post he, he hit a post. Yeah, yeah. A, a he's like, but um he is technically a good player. But again, it's one of these things where he doesn't fit in does he fit into the team in terms of out in one of the first teamers? Probably not. That means he's not gonna play enough games for, for us to see what he can do consistently over a set period of, of like ten, fifteen, twenty games. So it's hard, it's hard to, mm-hmm. do you know I mean? It's hard to say, yeah, like I fancy him as someone that can come in and do a job if Son or Kane weren't there at all. You know, I'd actually be more inclined in us spending a bit of money and buying someone that is potentially the future. And I know people are going to say, well, why don't you think he's the future? You know, I just, again, it's a gut instinct more than anything. Uh, definitely yeah. not about XG or stats. It's just, I think he, he's a great sub, He's a great player, to an impact player. Lucas um,
0: Moura as well. He was, yeah, he was great same. when he came on. Yeah, yeah.
5: Because, they, they, they're not. He's more chaotic, Lucas. Right. Yeah, but and but that,
0: in 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 those moments, like, a bit of chaos works wonders. Yeah,
5: yeah. yeah. It's controlled chaos in, in
0: in that instance. So it's like, like throwing cocaine into an orgy. That's 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 what that's what Lucas Moura is. Just throwing cocaine into an orgy.
2: Yeah. That that yeah, he is that's, chaotic. That's, there must be a lot going on in his little brain, Lucas, because he's very political. He's very religious. He's also a footballer. He's got family, and I think he plays football like that. He plays football like this. So much going on in his brain. He's got balls coming, run, Rah! and just <laughs> runs around like a nutcase. Like there's just so much going on. With created him. created the uh, the the fifth goal, though, didn't he? I can see why Gabriel asked that question because yesterday when Bergfein came on. He didn't go out. What kind of happened was we switched to a four. Son, Sonny was playing on the left and and Bergwijn was playing on the shoulder and was and Kane dropped in. And I can see why people would think, oh, Bergwijn make a good striker because he was playing on the shoulder and he ran in and he scored a goal. But the game was so open at that point. Same with the Leicester game. The game was so open that he's going to get space in a situation like that. But you you can't play him as a number nine from the start against the team mm. that's going to sit in. You couldn't play Bergvine yesterday in that first half against Newcastle. They were sitting too deep. It doesn't work for him. I think a, we need a proper backup number nine for Kane or a rotation number nine that's going to come in in the games where we can take Kane out and go have a rest. Because he's playing yep. every game for England, every game for Tottenham. And I've spoken about this before. This guy's played a lot of football, Kane, for the last six, seven years. England under 21s, England national team, every game for Spurs. That we have to manage him now. Uh, particularly if once we get back into European football again, we need someone that's going to come in and can deliver at that level. But I, I understand the question, but no, not for me.
0: We'll see what Conte can do. Cuz we can all have our opinions, but Conte's done magic and and not just uh, Conte, but Pochettino as well just did absolute wonders with very average players that went on to become very good players.
2: Yeah. Um,
0: uh, Ashkay uh, Akshay Sag says, are we back to our best and can we consistently challenge for top four right now? Just before you go, you, you guys go, I, can we consistent? What's happening right now with Conte, Kane and the flux that we find ourselves in at Spurs, we, we're not... You can't think about consistently challenging for top four. You've got to think about what's happening right now. Enjoy what's happening right now or commiserate or be furious about what's happening right now. What's happening now won't be what's happening at Spurs in three years' time. Yeah. So the the answer is forget about consistently challenging for top four based on our current circumstances. I think that's fair. Yeah, I
5: agree with that. It's just it's hard... you look at the top four, and you, you you look at the teams that are competing at the very top. You know, it's always at the minute. It's always going to be City and Chelsea and, and Liverpool for, for very obvious reasons. And then, and then you look at United if they get their act together. So, so that kind of on paper, that's the top four, right? So then, how how do you break into that top four? Um, you can consistently be good enough to always be in with a shout or Spurs can raise their, their game and do something that completely changes everything. And, and that is basically not just break into the top four, but let's say do something spectacular where, where um, they are at the level that Potch was at when we were like a top two team, or top, top three team rather, and then you consolidate again in the right way. And then you're in amongst it. But it just splinters. It's impossible to predict, isn't it? You're relying on other teams to have that kind of cycle that three or four year cycle where they dip a little bit and then they have to reboot and that reboot might take a year, a season or so. And then they're back in it again. And it almost feels like we need to, to capture one of those moments in the moment right now, unless we're in the work and, you know, it's, you know, my answer, answer is muddled because the question doesn't really have a, a definitive answer to it. Um, um
0: We've got a question here from Sam Thfc90. He says, "If you caught your, be- uh, your missus in bed with Romero, what would you make him for breakfast?"
2: Mm. Cal. What would I make it? Uh, and, uh, I imagine he'd, he'd put a good shift in, wouldn't he? He'd really tonk her guts in, and so I'd have to make him tonk Could her I- guts in. Is, that, <laughs> is
5: <laughs> that, this man and his words, man? He's
0: a poet. Is Fuck he? God. Is he a poet? He sounds the, like a street he, poet. Didn't get like an E
2: in English for nothing,
0: nothing, mate. Yeah, if you liked an E in English as well. <laughs> if you like, if you like Roy Chubby Brown, then then uh, yeah, cow's your man? Um, <laughs> I, I'm sure he would make love. I, I'm actually not sure if Romero is capable of making love. Um, but what I would do in that situation would be I would cup his balls just in case they slapped against these legs, just so he, didn't, he wouldn't have to. You know, I'll do him a justice. Oh, you're shagging my missus, are you? All right, just mm. let me just sort of don't be alarmed. I'm just gonna, yeah. just gonna place my hand mm. under your balls, just so you don't they don't slap against your legs mm. or her ass. <laughs> and if you enjoy it, I'll take it away. But if I'm, I'm actually gonna, I want to hold it there, just in case you get one of those those moments p- coital where you feel like the world is ending, but in your never regions. This is the bit where you talk, boys.
2: Um, I just asked him how he <laughs> liked his eggs. how do you like your eggs, Christian? <laughs> mm, you yeah. know, scrambled like your wife's guts.
5: <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that, God was, I, that was
0: obvious, though. <laughs> you kind knew, of knew that was coming. Well, I didn't. It took me by surprise. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, I can't do old. accents.
2: That sounded almost Russian. I can't do accents at all. <laughs> there but, it, there <laughs> it. it had to be said.
0: There is a lot of um, misogyny happening right now. Uh,. <laughs> Uh Harrison Hoy he says who would you rather fight? A trio of Brian Hill, Harry Winks, and Dane Scarlett, or Chris Christian Romero by himself.
5: Oh. I'll take the I'll take the, the, the trouble no. threat. What was
0: yes, the trio? They... Sorry. It was uh Brian Hill, it was nah. Harry Winks and Dane Scarlett. Nah
2: nah, Winks and Scarlett I'll fight
0: what, what's your what's your opinion of Dane Scarlett? Um because obviously there's been a at least sort of Conte and Jose Mourinho who, who raised him, mm. um, and obviously I'm acutely aware of how good Harry Kane was at his level, and not respecting that trajectory that he was on. Um, we don't know, do we? Is the is the answer? We we hope to see
2: it. But He's he just turned eighteen like a week ago. Is that yeah? Yes, he turned 18 on the 24th of March.
0: Imagine if he was on and he, he he was on that um Match of the Day Extra thing which is much more sort of aimed at younger people. Mm. Um and they had a segment of him uh just they they in interview him interviewing him at, at Tottenham and um he was saying like, like working under Harry Kane was is amazing and I want to replicate what he's done. Imagine that. Damn. Imagine that. Harry Kane gets sold or just retires at Tottenham, and then Dane Scarlett comes in as a, another version of him. Unreal. I mean, he's
5: once in a lifetime in it with Kane, but but this being Tottenham, I you know expect the unexpected. Um, if he's as good as everyone says he is, then we will be seeing more of him, I, I reckon in the next couple of seasons.
0: is no age though; it's no, not
5: exactly. He's, he, he's literally a kid. And it's about his development at this stage, and and making sure that he's fit for purpose. And if he's getting experience in in the, in the first team, that's great. He's working with these players. That's only going to help him. I mean, Kane. Remember all the stories about him staying behind after after training, um, yeah. and just practicing and drilling. And you kind of thought, oh yeah, this guy hasn't got this natural ability. This kind of like pure ability that, that some players are, fu- are born with. He's kind of engineered. The ability, and then you actually see what he's doing on the pitch, and you think that that is no way engineered. That is as fluid and natural as it comes. And maybe it's the same thing with Scarlett. It's they can see that he has that talent in him, um, and and obviously it's about application and effort from from here on in. Um, especially if Spurs start spending a bit of money with strikers, because then you have to kind of do a bit of maths and work out: are we going to stagnate this guy's future if if we start buying? big, big players, because we got very lucky with Harry Kane. We've literally not had to buy, spend money on a striker for God knows how long.
0: It's mm-hmm. also, you know? it's also hampered hamper us as well.
5: Yeah, 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 no, it's it 100% it has, because Kane wants to play every fucking game, take every free kick, you know, do Selfish everything prick. on his own. Yeah, exactly. Fucking like.
0: What do you, what do you reckon the conversations were in, in, in the training round, like when he keep, keeps taking free kicks? Or do, think, do you think like, who took who took the role there? Where like some <laughs> at some point someone says, "Harry, mate, I know you're amazing, yeah. like, you're one of the best strikers we've ever seen, but can you stop taking fucking free kicks, please?"
2: Have you noticed that Eric Dyer started taking them? And I think it's because Harry Kane has been made aware of this record that he's one missed free kick away from, i.e., the most oh, missed free kicks in six years. Yeah, yeah. yeah
5: what, what, what's bad. that? What's 63. that? Sixty-three consecutive free kicks taken without scoring so some mad
2: yeah bat. he's one missed free kick away from equaling or beating that record and I think someone's gone up to him in the training ground and said Harry you're going to break this record and we don't want this and now Eric Dyer has suddenly taken the last two free kicks he's not going to take them anymore Un- yeah unless you d- know the, the other team's down to eight men or something
0: someone who can take a free kick is uh, Christian Eriksson um, his performances mm. for mm. Brentford a, a mate of mine who, who is a season ticket holder at Brentford said that his first two games at Brentford kept us up we knew because he was playing that there was no chance of us going down like that's how significant his performances have been uh, at Brentford do you there's, there's talk of Tottenham and Man United coming in for him what, what, what do you think about that boys? Ericsson
5: but, yeah, what, what, about yeah I'll, back. I'll take I'll take him back. I think, even if it's nostalgia and it's kind of like, um, you know, the whole but story obviously clearly what good enough.
0: He's got two for Denmark. He can do a job for
5: us, man. He can do a job for us. I think he's coming no, back. There's no doubt. He's
0: there's coming no back, doubt. Isn't he? He's I
5: actually genuinely
2: back. do think he's coming back. Like,
5: Where does he play, though?
2: Wherever he wants. Well, well, well that's not, that's not yeah, an answer.
0: Yeah. That is not an does answer. He,
2: <laughs> does he play in the two? Does he play in the two next to, you know, Hoybier or Bentancourt? I'm not sure. Does he... I don't... He can't... He's not one of the wing forward, is he? I think he can only really play as in the two. Um unless what are you
0: saying? He, stay, stay at Brentford?
2: No, I think he should come back to Spurs. Or to not play? No, play. We'll just play him in the two. we will oh, play. will just ping it around. Doing bits. And then Kane won't have to okay. drop deep anymore. He, gets he an won't have to drop deep.
0: Against Burnley at home, like, Ericsson in the midfield would be a wonder.
2: So good. He's such a good footballer. Like... I'd, I'd, I'd take him back. I would have him back. Actually, somebody in the south stand yesterday. Okay, I think there was a couple of geezers in between sniffs of coke. They were. Uh, one of them asked the other one, um, "Who would you rather take back in the summer, Ericsson or Bale?"
0: That's oh, a good. That is a great question. It's a good question. <laughs> if, if, if that was cocaine fueled, they have been very productive. Um, <laughs> <laughs> speak.
5: Who, who, I'll take, take Ericsson out the two. Really. Um, I don't know, man. It's such, such an awesome question, isn't it? Yeah, because <laughs> you think of what Bale can do. Look, look what he did for us, and he was barely played, and he scored. The, I know people are going to go, he scored, against Mark, and whatever else. He, he, you know, he's a player that can still do it, right? Okay. Forget about the parasites in Madrid, and, and, and if you look at Bale as well, yeah, okay, he can come and use us as a training camp for, for, for the World Cup if, if they get there. That's fine. Um, but he will still play at a particular level but I think also Ericsson is also fit for purpose in terms of being the player that can come on and replace Kane and just sit in the middle of the pitch and ping those balls and you know we've got the players now to get on the end of them we we always have we were just missing that ingredient and Kane has offered that but given that given that to us um I've just take fucking both of them man well why do we need to choose just take both
0: I think, um, I think the idea of Kristen Eriksen having a heart attack and then coming back to Spurs, not, not only back to Spurs, but back to Denmark and, and performing and, and scoring for the national team in the stadium that he had that hor- horrendous circumstance that happened. Mm. For him to come back to Spurs and us win. Under Conte, with Kane, Romero, Kulisevski, Ben Tankor, or Ben Davies doing what he is born to
2: do. <laughs>
5: Mate, it's written
2: in
0: the stars. Know,
5: it's, Let's it, get it. It's proper fairy tale shit. Well, it,
2: it, Conte actually commented on Ericsson, didn't he? I think it was in February. And he and I've just found it. He said uh, that he bumped into him and they had a chat. And he said, no, we didn't talk about him signing. But he said something like, for sure, Ericsson is part of Tottenham's story. To come back here would be a good opportunity for him, for me, for the club. Of course. now because he, he played was, with him at Inter, didn't he? He was with him at So Inter. he
0: started really badly for Inter because he it came off the back of 18 months of playing poorly for Spurs and then yeah. Conte mm. revived him. Mm. So Conte likes him. Go! all of, all the the, the, the the stars align. Christian Ericsson comes back. Wins Tutankham the league lost. with Tottenham. Come
5: on.
4: Yeah. Come on, boys.
0: <laughs> all right, <laughs> I think that, that'll do. That'll do uh this has been the fighting cock podcast thank you very much for downloading as you always do it's been uh, it's, it's a wonderful wonderful thing and if you want to further support us then you can sign up for our patreon which is patreon.com forward slash the fighting cock uh spook yes mate it's been lovely to talk to you again and yeah. callum i i looked at your twitter earlier. you've got 700 followers <laughs> that's pathetic
2: not no, in it. I know. The other day we was uh, we was in um, we was in uh, at Beaver Town. I was with T and Bardy, and they were swinging their dicks at each other, going, "How how many fellows you got now, Tea? Oh, I've got fucking twelve thousand, mate." And then Bardi was like, "Oh, I've got fucking you know nine thousand or whatever." And it was me fucking seven hundred. So how, how do
0: they? Fo- if you haven't, you, you've called people slobs and cunts and all kinds of things. They said. You know what?
2: I don't mind it. I don't mind not having many followers because I can tweet whatever I like and no one replies, <laughs> so it's absolutely fine. But what's your Twitter? If, if you want to follow me, it's at BC The Grand Slam, uh, which is very, uh, which is uh, wrestling inspired. Best boy Yeah, you world. got you
0: got like wrestling. If you follow Cal,
2: yeah, you got to like wrestling. It's been res- it's just been WrestleMania weekend. I've just got myself a new re- replica belt. Life Come is on, good. Jeff. Come on, spares. Yeah.
0: Okay, come on, you Spurs! <laughs>
1: <laughs> Cheers, boys! It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock! It's the fight in. It's the fight
2: in. Clock! A camo shirt, no!
3: Sports, social, podcast network.
4: Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today.
3: Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network.
2: Look, my day job as a firefighter is tough. But my night job as a social media manager, my Persian cat Jinxie, that's intense. It's 8 p.m., I've finally gotten home from another 24-hour shift, and I just want to kick back with a cold one, but...
3: sports social podcast network sports social podcast network sports social podcast network sports social podcast network sports social podcast
4: network Network. with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom